Thank you. If you would remain standing and turn in your pew Bible to page 1501. Our scripture lesson this morning is out of the book of Matthew as we wrap up our series on the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 through 16. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people hide a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Our last in the series of the Beatitudes, Blessings Beyond Fear. We're going to focus on Matthew chapter 5, verses 12, 11 through 12 this morning. And as we move into that, I want to read those two verses out of the New Living Translation. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Well, be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. At points, it's got to be, you got to be kidding me, right? As we move into this part of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, there's a shift that's taken place. As Jesus started talking, remember, he had just spent time calling his disciples to him, come follow me, you'll be fishers of men, and they followed him. And then Jesus was looking to, to get a little bit of a break, so he was going up into the mountainside to kind of just sit down on a rock somewhere and rest. And they followed him, didn't they? So he starts off by talking to them and teaching them, and he says, blessed are those. He goes on, blessed are those. Blessed are those. 
Blessed are those. So you get a picture that Jesus is talking generally, right? Blessed are those. So if he was standing here and he was talking to us today, and he said, blessed are those, then if it was me sitting out there, I would be like, oh, well, you know, that's these other people. Blessed are those. Or if I choose to follow what he's saying, then this is what's going to happen to me. If I choose, blessed are those. Here is the shift. Verse 11, blessed are you. Blessed are you. All of a sudden, it kind of feels like you're in his sights. Blessed are you, Doug. Blessed are you, Sean. Miss Nancy, blessed are you. Phil, blessed are you. See, it goes very different from, and we've all been in, even in a classroom, I'll take that as an example, and you're in the classroom and then all of a sudden you know that the teacher is going to say your name. Now, after you have sucked all the oxygen out of the room, oh man, Ian, oh, I knew it. But it's at points, it's like that. And Jesus is standing there and he's talking and all these people have gathered around and he's generally speaking, blessed are those. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, I'm not poor in spirit, so that doesn't include me. Blessed are the meek. I'm not meek. Blessed are the peacemakers. I'm definitely not a peacemaker. So we, we, at points, we are kind of deflecting the teachings that are coming at us. But when Jesus speaks, blessed are you, you can't dodge that. Because, see, he has gone through and he has called these people to himself. Peter, James, John. These disciples have chosen to follow him, have they not? And they followed him not just away from their jobs, but to where they are sitting. And he says, blessed are you. If that doesn't get your attention, then the next few statements he makes will. Blessed are you when people insult you. By this time, my head's going to cock to the side a little bit, and, and I'm going to put my good ear towards what he's saying, because I don't think I heard him right. But he goes on. Blessed are you who are persecuted. Blessed are you who are lied about. Blessed are you when people do evil things against you. By this time, I, I would be, are you kidding me? How does that and blessing go hand in hand? You see, what we forget at that point in time is that we are dealing in two opposite worlds. Right? And it goes back to the very beginning. God and Satan are against one another, are they not? So if the things of Satan is what's coming against you, persecution, lies, evil, insults, then really what is it in the kingdom of God? It is a blessing. But see, we don't treat it that way. 
We don't. Because our reactions are of which world? Oftentimes, they are not of the world, of the kingdom of heaven, but they are of the world. Because if someone is going to persecute me or insult me or say something false against me, you can bet I have a response. I do. I have a response to that. And it may be a little bit of a harsher insult than what you gave me. Because I'm going to one-up you. But see, that's not what God is saying here. And that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He says, and he gives us a strategy on how to deal with being lied about, insulted, and persecuted. Strategy. You ready? Number one. Rejoice. Rejoice. That Greek word right there, do you know what that means? That Greek word, rejoice, means to show joy and or delight. Unlike what I'm seeing right now. To show joy or delight. So, we have to think, what makes me show joy or delight? The birth of my children. Getting married. I love snickerdoodle. That makes me show joy and delight. You see, it can be something big or something small. But the fact remains that I show joy and delight in those things. I don't keep it hidden. The word means to show it. Ohio State won last night. Great second half, right? Fun to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm going to get to the first half in a minute. You're going to love it. But, but the second half, yes. I, 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 will, I would doubt that there were many of us that sat there in the second half and just sat in your recliner. There was a little bit of this. Yeah. Voice, motion, right? Now, there may have been voice and motion in the first half too, right? <laughs> right? And see, here's my point. Here's my point is, is that when we are insulted, when we are persecuted, when we are lied about, we show emotion. Maybe not the right emotion, but we show it. What Jesus is telling us here is, be opposite, because our normal reaction, let me put it this way, our natural reaction is to come against what came against us, right? Natural reaction. Remember us talking about the natural and the supernatural? Natural here, this world, supernatural here, the kingdom. So our natural reaction should not even be natural. 
our reaction should be supernatural because we are the disciples sitting on the hillside as Jesus is teaching, and he says, you. That's us. Because, see, we've chosen this life, and it's us. So our reaction should be to show joy, to show delight. Now, as insane as it may sound, when somebody lies about me or wonders what I'm doing, my reaction should be, man, that's great. Thank you. How exciting is it? I have got to be on the right path, doing the right thing. Has I lost my mind? Yes, at points I have. But I'm working to lose the natural mind and live in the supernatural mind. Because the God of all knows this. He's given me these instructions to rejoice. When I do something in his name and for him, and people don't agree or they don't like it, and their response is an insult to me. Now, now is a great time. It's Christmas, which some people will never say in public again. Well, Merry Christmas. I'll just say bah humbug is what I get back a few times. Well, what am I doing? I am celebrating the birth of my Savior. And you know what? They don't want anything to do with it. So they come back at me with a snide comment, an insult, and my response should be joy. Rejoice. So that's the first thing. When we are moving and operating in the kingdom, and in that world, and we are speaking the truth of the one we call Savior, then we're going to get some pushback. But our response is not to one-up them or insult them back, but to rejoice first. Second, Jesus says, be glad. Well, Ian, be glad. What are you talking about, be glad? You, you mean I could just flip this switch and go, okay. Now I'm happy, now I'm not. Be glad, be sad. Yes. Have we all not done it? Because a situation in our lives happens, and we make a decision. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be sad? And am I going to be glad? Am I going to be angry? Is my voice tone going to be one of love or one of frustration? At the moment a situation happens, you have a choice. You can be this or be that. The issue is, is that oftentimes we are so used to being this that this is the way I am. This is the way God made me. This is my nature. This is how it is. If God can take a sinner who is destined to hell, and send his Holy Spirit upon him so that he is no longer a sinner but a son destined to heaven, then he can certainly handle your bad attitude. 
right? If he can miraculously save my soul from the pits of hell, then he can actually change my whining. He can change my complaining into rejoicing. One of the greatest miracles, I've said it over and over and over again, one of the greatest miracles ever is the miracle of the heart. It is the change of the heart from looking at life this way and reacting negatively to looking at life in a different perspective with a different set of lenses and reacting lovingly. So we have a choice, church, to be sad and frustrated and complaining or to be glad, joyful, encouraging, uplifting, edifying. We have those choices. But see, Jesus in this passage, he's saying, look, there are tough times coming. And when he says you, he's talking to the disciples. And we know what happened to the disciples. Only one lived. So he was preparing them for what was coming. And he's telling them in those times, rejoice. That means to be open, to show your joy and your delight and be glad because does anybody know that old hymn this world is not my home I'm just passing through this world is not my home I'm just passing through because that's the truth we talked last week that life is but a vapor But our life and what we've been created to be is an eternity. So we have years on this earth to prepare for what would be our reward in heaven. Jesus goes on, he says, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. You have a reward, church, in heaven for living and acting righteously. A reward that you will spend in eternity enjoying. Crowns that you will cast at the feet of Jesus at his throne. But you have a short time to where you might be insulted, persecuted, made fun of, lied about. You see, those things happen when you Tell the truth. When you do right, do the right things, act right, be righteous. And the days are coming where it's going to be much more in our face than it has in the past. But do right, be right. Rejoice when negative things come your direction. Be glad. Make that choice to be glad. Openly rejoice in those things because great is your reward in heaven. Great, not small, not tiny. Great is your reward that awaits you. I think at points we don't understand that, that our reward is great and that it awaits us. We have no idea what that means. 
but I know what people might talk about me and what they'll say about me and how my reputation might be affected in the next couple of years. But see, those are the things that we tangibly see. And Jesus is telling us that's not what we're supposed to focus on. We're supposed to focus on, in faith, those things we don't see, but believe are real. And so we rejoice believing that this is real. We're glad because this is real. I've said this over and over again, but church, we get to do this. We get to do this. We get to be righteous before others. We get to be truthful before others. We get to share others with others the truth of what we know. And we get to be talked about. We get to be lied about. We get, to, we get all of those wonderful, great things. Because, see, that's how Jesus sees it. He sees those things as wonderful. So much so that he tells us how to handle it. Rejoice and be glad. And remember that you have a great reward coming. This world is not your home. You're just passing through. So take full advantage of this opportunity to share the truth with others. We're in the Christmas season, and it can be just as simple as telling people, Merry Christmas. Could you get some kickback? Absolutely. Are you telling them the truth? Yes, you are. Are you building reward in heaven? Absolutely. Is this something great and fantastic? It is. Can you rejoice over it? Yes. Put your hands in the air. Yay. It is true. The story of Jesus is true. And if you have accepted him as your savior, then you have banked your eternity on it. We have banked our lives on it. So then we should live like it. Then we should live like it. Live him out loud. After all of that, Jesus goes on to say, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Don't forget, after he was done with his whole entire ministry, he went up to heaven, didn't he? And he left all of this in our hands. He trusts you that much. To be rejoiced, to be glad, to rejoice over who he is. And build your reward. Church, we get to do this. So he wraps up the Beatitudes by, at points, some tough things that he shared. But he certainly gave us the strategy on how to handle it. So when we are confronted with the lies, when we're confronted with the insults, when the persecution comes our way, rejoice, be glad, and remember that you have a great reward in heaven. This world is not your home, you're just passing through. And as you pass through, take as many with you as you can. Tis the season to put Jesus on display. Heavenly Father, God, we're thankful for this day that you've given us. Father, may we not be fearful of what people might say or responses that we might get, Father, the insults, the lies. Father, because beyond that fear that we have to set that aside, your blessings abound. God, I pray that we just trust you for it.
Father, thank you for loving us so dearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please stand and turn in your red hymnals to page 196, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Thank you. 